Hi, Steve Shepard here. Welcome to the Natural Curiosity Project. When Sabina's little brother Andy was about four years old or so, we found him out on the front porch one morning, licking his finger, tapping the ground, and then sticking his finger in his mouth. What are you eating, we asked. Ants, he replied. They taste like pepper. Well, those little pepper-flavored ants, pepper-flavored because of the formic acid they produce as part of their venom, are Tetramorium emigrants, also known as sugar ants because of the trail they often create in the kitchen between the back door and the bag of sugar. But they're also known as pavement ants because the colonies in North America usually build their nests under streets and sidewalks and driveways. They're very common, and during late spring and summer, colonies often get into huge battles as they fight for dominance for a territory which, according to the research that I've been able to find, is typically about 50 square yards in size. Now, that's pretty big for an animal that's only about two millimeters long. By the way, if you'd like to see one of these battles in action, go to YouTube and search for pavement ants swarming. I put a video up there for you to look at. It's pretty amazing. Another thing that often happens is that when the summer starts to get hot, the ants vent their nests by digging the sand and dirt out of the cracks in the pavement to create airflow. You've all seen this on the sidewalk where there's a little pile of dirt or a little cone-shaped hole going into the ground. That's not a bad little engineering job if you think about it. Of course, they're protecting a colony of up to 10,000 individual workers and a queen, so it's important to maintain the living conditions in the hive, which can be about a yard deep. Anyway, last night, Sabina and I came back from a walk after dinner, and as we approached the house, we saw a large moving mass on the sidewalk, about eight inches across which turned out to be one of these epic ant battles. So, as a demonstration of my supreme geekiness, I ran inside and grabbed a recorder, a pair of headphones, and a contact microphone. Now, let me explain that. A contact mic doesn't work like a normal microphone. It doesn't pick up speech or any other sounds that come through the air. Instead, it works like a doctor's stethoscope. It has to be physically in contact with the source of the sound that you're going to use it to record. And they're pretty small. It's a thin metal disc about the size of a quarter that weighs next to nothing. So I plugged the contact mic into the recorder, cranked up the gain, and very, very gently laid the microphone on top of the battlefield. And this is what I heard. Did you hear the movement and the little squeaks as hundreds of hard little hairy bodies rubbed against the metal surface of the mic, the frenzied sounds of a battle royale? Well, 
After that, I picked up the mic and just as carefully placed it on the other side of the colony battle. Listen carefully. Yeah, yeah, I know, geekiness in the extreme. But you got to admit, it's kind of cool. Go on, admit it. I can wait. Hey, thanks for dropping by. I'm Steve Shepard, the host of the Natural Curiosity Project, where we're committed to the idea that curiosity leads to discovery, discovery leads to knowledge, knowledge leads to insight, and insight leads to understanding. In every episode, we explore some topic that piqued our curiosity enough to make us want to share it with you. I hope you enjoy the journey. And if you did, I'd appreciate it if you'd leave a comment over at iTunes or SoundCloud, wherever you listen to the podcast. Thank you very much. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.